Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me and tuning into this podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast is here to open your awareness. I want to provide you with tactical teachings on how to master your mindset, create your ideal reality, overcome obstacles, and leverage adversity. And most importantly, it's to help you realize that you are in total control of your reality. My hope? To inspire and motivate you to keep going. And no matter what, it's all about mind over matter. Be sure to check out my website, heatherhakes.com, where I offer you a free video training on how to get unstuck and create lasting change. Again, that's heatherhakes.com and opt into my free video training. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 253. Today's topic, like the main point, what we really dive into is how to get a black belt mindset. Welcome to today's interview. I've brought on Charlie Vinch. Charlie, welcome. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yes. Give the listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? I live in Mercer County, New Jersey, and I help people change their lives through martial arts. And how long have you been into martial arts? Like, where did this start? Over 20 years ago. And it started when I was very, 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 very young. Even before I, quote unquote, got into martial arts, I was always into the Karate Kid or the movie, The Kickboxer. And it was always inspiring to me as a child. So you've been doing martial arts for the last 20 plus years. And now I know you coach on it. And, but I, can you give a little background? You know, what has martial arts taught you? And, and how has it built that mindset foundation to get you through different life challenges and obstacles? That's, that's a really good question. Um, why don't I start, if it's okay with you, I'll start why I wanted to get into martial arts when I was younger and now, and then what it means for me now. Is that okay? Is that good? Yes. All right. So I got into martial arts and I wanted to get into martial arts when I was younger. And I'm talking like seven, eight, you know, around that age, um, because I was bullied in my neighborhood physically and mentally. I was, I was the smallest kid in the neighborhood. Uh, and then I also had some of that going on with a family member of mine that was doing that to me, uh, an adult that really killed my confidence. So every time I'd watch these movies, The Karate Kid or, you know, um, uh, Kickboxer or Rocky or any of these, I would see them overcome these obstacles that seemed impossible. And I saw myself in that person like, I need to be that person to get out of this situation right now because it feels like hell. And I needed it because I needed it because I never wanted to feel like that again. I never wanted to feel like somebody was in charge of me and my destiny, especially on a physical level where once somebody starts manipulating you mentally and physically, it's very hard to break free from that. Okay. So you got into it. You're, I mean, more or less to stand up for yourself and maybe to, to get some physical strength. And then what, why have you stayed in it all these years? What do you love about it? 
it was to get into the self-confidence part, right? To, to have some self-confidence to feel like, man, nobody can tread on me. Nobody in the neighborhood, nobody in my family. You know, I, I want to feel like I'm a person. I don't want to feel like I'm a prisoner, you know? And um, why I stuck with it is because it kept teaching me so much more as I transitioned through kind of that phase of, okay, I don't have any power to when I started really gaining some power and some confidence in myself and my abilities to do things and knowing that if things were to happen again, I'm, I'm going to take charge and, and, you know, and see how it works. Then I started finding out more about myself um, and also, you know, what it does for me mentally on the respect of learning how to push through boundaries, how to break through boundaries. Well, and that's easy to say, but how can you give an example to the listeners that, you know, if they come up against their own obstacles and boundaries, how do they push through? How do they build that mindset? It's a really good question. And I think that um, I'm going to make a blanket statement here, Heather, and I, I don't like to make blanket statements about anything, but for all of the listeners out there, if you don't have a physical practice with your mental practice, it's really not a practice. And when I say that, you don't need to be a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt like myself and go compete in MMA. You don't need to do that. But you need to do something to make your body move and then it can change your mind, right? Emotion is created by emotion. You need to move your body in a way and then you can create the emotion in your brain to start to change. So when I started experiencing that at a very young age, I knew that, wow, this is the way, like this is the way I'm able to change myself through those hard times. So for the listeners, back to your question, you need to have the physical practice and it needs to be intense in some way. But I mean, could, are you talking examples such as like you could have a power stance? Like if you, if you want to get emotion into, you can do like that Wonder Woman power stance or you can do jumping jacks to get it in or, you know, run in place, high knees. It doesn't have to be like you said, the jujitsu. For me, it's running. Running for me is my motion to, to build that mindset and the belief. Is that what you're suggesting? Yes. Yes, I do. Any kind of motion that we make that power move where you're doing this. And that's why martial arts, those power moves, that's martial arts, right? Like from all the way from karate to kickboxing, to boxing, to jujitsu, all those moves are power moves. Now, this is going to sound biased because I am a martial artist. When you are relating to another human being while you're making power moves and you're doing uh, moves on each other and you're getting instant feedback, the gratification level is times a thousand. So yes, you get in vigor from running and lifting the weights and hitting a bag. But when you do it with another human being, there's like a whole new level to it. And you get the immediate feedback from another human being um, because it becomes mind, body, spirit now. Now you're getting feedback from another an, another living being. Yeah. And that's powerful. So we, we talked about this briefly before, but Conor McGregor, who, isn't he, is he Irish, right? Mm -hmm. Irish, yes. Um, so I watched his documentary on Netflix, and I love watching athletes' documentaries, just like Bethany Hamilton's Unstoppable. Um, man, who's that amazing 
Olympic runner. It doesn't matter. But I, I, I watch all these different documentaries because I love seeing how the athletes, not only the mindset, but the movement. But what I love about Connor, Connor declared it years before he was the world champion, but he also had consistent winning habits and he was in the ring, always making the moves, but he declared it years that he was going to be the world champion, put in the practice, did the work, and he has since done so. Yeah, putting in the work, acting like you're already in the position where you want to be. So like for, forcing. What do you teach your students? See yourself where you want to be. See yourself where you want to be. You want to be a black belt? Start acting like one right now, even if you're a white belt. Start acting like one. Start start walking like one. Start walk, talking like one. Start dressing like one. Start carrying yourself like one. Start relating to people like one. Everything. Or so, like, if you want to be a millionaire, if you want to be a CEO, if you want to be an author, if you want to be... So you're just saying act the part because is that why? Why act the part? Because, you're, because our mind doesn't know the difference, okay? Because your mind doesn't know the difference. If you... If what you're feeding your, your mind and your mind is telling you are, you are a certain thing, you, you will rise to that. If you set the bar super, 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 super high and you aim for the moon, but you hit the stars, that's good. If you aim for the floor and you hit China, not technically, but you know what I mean, and you hit low, 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 below, that's where you're going to hit. You have to aim high. So your mind doesn't know the difference. When you start acting the part and being the part your subconscious starts taking over start acting it and it, this happens i was talking to my friend this ha- this happens at such a young age and that's why i am so proficient at parents putting their kids in martial arts at a very young age because the confidence that it gives their kid is next to none now i'm going to tell you an interesting stat ceos fortune 500 ceos have two things in common they have two things in common. They have a background in the military or in martial arts. Funny, right? That's across the board. That's across the board. It, uh, uh, it's like 10% of uh, Fortune 500 CEOs have two things in common. Wow. Martial arts and a military background. Um, this goes into the discipline part, but before you get to the discipline, you got to have the confidence, right? Well, and I can speak from personal experience because I come from a corporate background. I, I worked in corporate many different roles over decade or more and more. And so many people, I believe, have just gotten comfortable going through life's motions. They're not reaching for the stars. They're not thinking big. They're just literally, I always called it cheering on Friday, dreading Monday, and just it's, it's Groundhog Day every week. So what do you suggest to people? Obviously, listening to this podcast, they're looking for more. So where do they even begin to realize, yeah, I'm ready to, to pound, get the belief and get the confidence and build this foundation because I, I want to close the gap on where I am to where I want to be? Um, so it's a two-part question. I'm going to answer it in two parts. Number one is your quote-unquote job Is it a job, a career, or a mission? And how you think about your job is going to dictate how you're carrying yourself. And it goes back to where you want to be. Okay? 
So if you look at your job like a job and you look at yourself like an employee and you look at yourself like a paper pusher or whatever, that's how you're going to act then. Okay. If you look at yourself that this is a mission and I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're a stay at home mom, which is one of the hardest jobs in the world, in my opinion. Okay. We have a child. I stayed home with her a bunch of times and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. A stay at home parent. If you look at yourself like I'm just a stay at home parent, but that's how your mind's going to act. If you look at yourself as I am changing my child's life because I am an innovator and I am a leader for this human being, now your whole perspective changed. Okay? So first you got to ask yourself, which one, which one of those three are you doing? Are you really doing? Right? Um, and then how do we make the breakthrough between you know, where they want to be and where they want to go? This is my, uh, my opinion is you need to get in the mind frame first of aim where you want to be and don't, don't let fear hold you back from doing it. You know, um, there's much more worse things that could go wrong than, you know, you losing your job that you hate. Pardon the interruption. Do you ever feel lost or find yourself stuck in a rut? You want change. Maybe it's more money, better relationships, your health, etc. But you don't know where to start. I get it. I've been there. If you're ready to take the leap and actually make change and progress in your life, I offer a free discovery call to see if my one-on-one coaching program is right for you. Visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching for more information and to schedule your call. Now, back to regular programming. Yeah. And a lot of times that, that happens for you. I had a, one of my girlfriends, she had been delaying and delaying and finally set a date. Okay, I'm going to quit my job this date. I'm just, I'm going to finally do it. And guess what? She ended up getting laid off the week of that she had planned to quit, but she got laid off. So I think that was the universe kind of being like, We're, we don't trust that you're actually going to do it. So we'll help you out. And so as Tony Robbins always says, life is happening for you, not to you. But I love what you said there, that to think of it as a job, a career, or a mission. And I've never heard it that way, but you're right. It is that mindset shift in the perspective because just a job, that's just a paycheck. A career may be a little more driven because maybe you want to climb the ladder, but a mission, that's like your life's mission, your life's work, your purpose, which I feel so many people are, are seeking that quote, the passion or the purpose, what they're meant to be doing. So I love that. And I I also think that to know your mission or to have a mission, you need to have a sense of self, a sense of self-confidence. So this goes back to our practice of what do you do daily to increase your self-confidence? It's harder to think about the mission and what it really is, because I've asked you before, so what's your mission? What do you really want to do? I, I've heard everybody say, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, well, like, what do you like? Like, just tell me yeah. anything. Yeah. Do you like cheesecake? Do you like crackers? Just like say something. Yeah. I like football and basketball, they tell me. Okay, great. What would you like to do with football or basketball? I don't know. This goes back to the, you're so neutral which humans are not meant to be in a very, very neutral state like that. Your self-confidence is low. It's low because you think that you just need to be going through emotions. 
So when you get your self-confidence, you can really start to think about that mission. Every, listen, instinctively, we, when somebody says, I don't have a mission, it's a lie because we are all humans and here's our mission. If you don't think you have one, here it is. You have to eat every single day. And if you don't think that you don't have a mission, your body will tell you, your brain will tell you, my mission is to start eating right now. So we're kind of past that as human evolution has made us. So now your mission should be something else instead of eat, football, sleep. Yeah. Well, and I want some people to know, because mission can, I mean, it's all perspective, but a mission could be the Tony Robbins impacting millions of people. The mission could be being a better person in your community or for your family, for your church. So I just, I want people to know that their mission is going to be defined by them don't try to define it by somebody else's mission. A hundred percent. Your mission is tailored to you and to what you seem to be driven by. And it doesn't matter what it is. There's no right or wrong. It's not by the, by the internet or by somebody else of what you should be doing. It should be driven by internal purpose and fulfillment. Okay, so question for you, especially having the MMA background and something that you're working on, can you tell me about that black belt mindset? What does that mean and how do you get one? The black belt mindset is the mindset that you're not going to let anything keep you down. So when you're a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, some people call it the one percenter kind of group where only one percent of the population of the world has a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So it takes a lot of uh, mental fortitude to get there. Um, The black belt mindset is something that you can create. It's just like anything else. You have to create habits. You have to know how to look at it. You have to know how to execute it. You have to know, know where you should be aiming and how to be aiming. And then you need consistency. But you, but you also have to have the why of why you want it, okay? But your why is the most important thing. And we know this from Tony. It's, it's, so, it's so true, right? Um, if you're not passionate about something, you got to ask yourself, well, why do I want to do it? And if you think of enough whys and a, and a good enough why, you'll find out a way to do it. So I think there's even with Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi, I, I heard this idea of seven layers of why. And so you can ask yourself a question like, why do I want to be an entrepreneur? Or why do I want to publish a book? Why do I want a million dollars? Why do I want to run a... Whatever your, your thing is, ask why. And then you have to go seven layers deep. So why do I want this? You have a reason. But it's like, well, but why do I want that? And when you can drill down to seven layers deep, for me, it, it just built like such deep roots that the why became my driver. And so you're right, without a strong why, like if you don't have a strong why, it's easy to hit snooze button in the morning. It's easy to make excuses. It's easy not to show up. It's easy to become boring and normal. Sure. And if people, and if uh, I think sometimes, Heather, you know that we, we can, people can get into the rut of, well, I don't have a why. You don't have a why because you don't have, a, you don't have self-confidence. Your why, I believe, stems from your self-confidence. People who are self-confident have whys. Yeah. How do we get self-confidence? We have to have a physical and a mental practice. Well, and I think it's even, it's, 
building self-trust. Cause I think I know that a lot of people, especially lack self-trust because it's the, it's easy to make promises and show up for others, but normally people who make promises to themselves, I'm going to get up tomorrow and work out and they hit the snooze button. You defeat yourself every day. So once you start building self-trust in your own follow through, it builds confidence and, and good habits and routine. Well, that's worked for me anyway. Absolutely. Can you give an example or tell us what is your daily routine or morning routine? Like how do you stay how do you keep going? That's a really good question because during our quarantine now, I've made it even more of a priority to get up early, to meditate, to um, take my supplements, to drink my water, to fasting in the morning for a small amount of time, to um, drinking enough water, to having dedicated time to exactly what I want to be accomplishing that day no matter what, no matter what, no matter what happens that day, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Well, and I think a lot of people, especially at the beginning, because we were all thrown for a loop, right? A lot of people out of routines, not going to work, whatever. And I think a lot of people numbed out by sleeping in, not getting dressed, watching Netflix. And I, like literally right now, I'm wearing a dress today. So I get up every day and I'm getting up to show up. And I mean, I work from home anyway, but I feel better about myself. It, it does build that confidence and that I'm on point rather than just scrubbing it, hair up, no makeup, and yoga pants. Yeah, for sure. I've actually even uh, adopted in the beginning, like right when we were transitioning, I was uh, doing a, a uh, fat loss kind of program through a company called Renaissance Periodization. It's a very, very, very popular scientific-based um, fitness program and in the beginning i started back in like uh, february ish so it started to happen the quarantine and then i had the choice do i want to you know because losing fat and you know keeping your your body toned down it can suck at some points you know right now some days uh on rest days i only eat 30 grams of carbs 30 grams of carbs is only one apple for the whole day everything else is protein and small amount of fats. Um, I had the choice in the beginning of quarantine. You know, I didn't even have to do it. I could have said, I could have backed out right there. My coach was like, you can back out right now if you want. Like, and she wasn't pressuring me at all. She didn't even guilt trip me. She was like, listen, I understand this is a really stressful time. You don't have to do it. I said, no, I want to do this. I want to make it suck more. I want to make it suck more because I want to delay the pleasure. I want to delay the pleasure and keep the, the, the discipline going because when this is all over, it's going to end. And when it does end, I have built incredible habits yeah. and an incredible body for myself that is going to thrive on the tail end of this. Spot on. But that's also, you made the choice and that's a champion mindset that I'm especially going to push through now. You're right. It's, I kind of, it's like you get off on challenges. It's like, how hard, how hard can I make it to see like what I'm made of? Yeah, yes. I know. I know you get that from running. Yeah, for sure. Even, you know, I, I threw myself into a triathlon last summer. I don't, and I thought I was a good swimmer. That's hilarious. That was uh, not a great experience to be honest. And um, 
anyway, but I like those challenges. And then I did a tough mutter and I'm, you know, I'm a little girly, but the very first obstacle you get, I mean, you come out full of mud covered in mud. And I was like, but I went all in, I'm going to make the most of this. Like if we're meant to get dirty, I'm going to get freaking dirty. Yeah. But you know, it's choice and mindset. Okay. So then question for you from this conversation, whether it's a black belt mindset or what we've talked about, what is the key takeaway today? The key takeaway today is you have to ask yourself, what do you really want? And there's no right or wrong answer. And if you can answer that with some honesty from yourself, you can have what you want, but you may have to delay some, some pleasure and endure some pain to get there. But you have to, again, ask yourself, what is your why? What is your deep why? Yeah, for sure. Okay, then I have a few rapid fire questions I'd like to ask you to wrap up the interview. Cool. First one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? Ooh, what is a quote or a motto that I live by? Man, I, I, don't, I don't have any that I, that I can think of like the top of my head that I'm like, yes, that's it. Man, you threw me for a loop there. I don't know. You don't have anything like on your desk or at the walls at the gym just to keep going or, or something that just when you see a message, do you have any tats? Um, I, I do have tattoos, but there's no words on them. Oh, that's okay. All. You're, you're um, my first guess that that's okay. All right. I, then, I can't think of any, um, I'm sorry. No, that's all right. Uh, second question for you then, what is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Ooh. Um, I like the surrender experiment by Michael Singer. I'm, I'm kind of looping back to that a little bit more. Why? Why do you think that? that because it's so easy. I mean, everybody's looking for the silver bullet with everything. We're all looking for it. The, the diet pill, the, the marketing strategy, the, the, uh, the this, the that, the this, the that. And, the black, and this is the Black Belt Mindset course to a T. It's not about, you know, the, the micro. And I think of the micro as the silver bullets. It's about the macro and being able to just do this simple macro over and over and over. Okay, here's a quote that I live by that I like. The professional is the amateur just doing the same thing more over and over again. The beginner and the pro are the same person. The pro has just practiced with the beginner, just started to learn. They've just done it a million more times. So that kick or that punch, they've just done it more. That's like it. That. They just put the time in. Yeah. So like the Jeff Bezos, I mean, everybody started at square one. I saw the picture actually of him in his office, I think in the early nineties and it was Amazon. Like you have to start somewhere, but you have to start. And I always get this from like a, um, kind of like from beginner people in martial arts, they always say, I'm not in shape to start martial arts. I want to get in shape first or I want to lose weight first before I do martial arts. No, 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 no. You do martial arts to do that. You have to get in the mindset of the process. You, know, you don't have to be good to start. You just have to, you know, you don't have to be good to start. You just have to start, start to be good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Final question for you. What advice would you give your younger self? What advice would I give my younger self? Um, 
I would give my younger self the advice of you're the average of the five people you hang out with. Would you have changed your circle earlier? You know, my circle really has molded who I am today. So I'm going to say, no, I wouldn't have completely changed it. Um, but I would have changed at certain points about who I was hanging out with yeah. to dictate kind of where I wanted to be. Um, but then again, I was in martial arts, so that kind of molded who I am today too. Yeah. And that was kind of a different set of friends. But it, there's nothing truer, you know, now that I see because my, my friends, have some of my friends have went one direction and other friends went another direction, of you are totally the average of the five people you hang out with on so many different levels of the way that you think to what, what is success, how you push yourself to what do your, what does your family do? What does their family do? And you kind of just all sync up in this one little thing. And everybody thinks that that's how the world works. So you are the average of the five people you hang out with. And it's never too late to change those five people. Boom. That's a good note to end on. Never too late to change. Yeah, I agree. Charlie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Be sure to sign up for my free video training on how to get unstuck and create lasting change at heatherhakes.com. And I'd love to connect with you on the social platforms. You can find me on Instagram at heather.hakes, Facebook, Heather Hakes, and YouTube. Guess what? You got it. Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.